G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and tonight I am joined by just my friend Reese. How are you, mate? I'm going great, thanks. Excellent. It's going to be an interesting episode tonight because we're kind of uh, short on personnel and short on time and short on good weather. So we're just kind of jamming our review of Great Britain and our preview of Austria together. And we're kind of just going to roll from one to the other Go through the core parts of the show and then move on out of here. Uh, one-stop shop for your double header. <laughs> it's it's actually quite quite soon when you think about it. Like I know I love the sport, but every time there's more than one race on without a gap, it it sneaks up. Like in two days, they'll be at the track doing work again. They're they're closer to the race than the last race. Well, yeah. not, not really the race to the race weekend. Absolutely. So let's start with our British Grand Prix review because personally, that has been the best race of the year so far. I agree. It was a screamer from start to finish. Yeah, and look, it really, I mean, of course, with the TV presentation being the way it was, it was very pro-British and they did kind of really British it up, but they are right every single time one of them does give praise to Silverstone because it is a fantastic racetrack. And we saw exactly why. It's incredibly flat, an insane amount of high-speed corners, an insane amount of like lower and tricky corners, a couple of really long speed zones. It's just, it has a little bit of everything, and it also produces really good racing with these cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, the racing was phenomenal, and it really, it made these new regulations shine. It really did, and like it kind of, it was a good showcase event for really what this next, I don't know, four or five years before we do the engine overhaul is going to kind of look like on these really, really good racetracks. And we're off the city circuits. We're onto a purpose-built design track for good racing. And it, it proved it. I mean, I had a great time watching it. It makes me excited for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, because Austria is a kind of similar track. I'd even say it's... A, a better track for racing because it's easier. It's possibly the easiest track that these guys get to race on and it's designed for just going insanely quick. So Austria is going to be dope too. It's actually, it's a good race to have back to back Yeah, because there's probably quite a bit of like philosophy setup wise similarity between the two weekends. Yeah, You bring your upgrades to Silverstone. You know, they're going to work in Austria yeah. and a bunch of teams bought upgrades this weekend. I think there was, Eight of the ten teams bought upgrades, and I don't have details on all of them. I do know Mercedes bought, I think it was six significant upgrades to Silverstone this weekend. And it showed. Yeah, it really did. That Mercedes yeah. was on lock all weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the starting. <laughs> uh, you know, it was quick off yeah. the start. It, oh, no, he had a terrible start anyway. He had a terrible st- Yeah. Look, let's not worry about it. I reckon that was more his tyres than the car. <laughs> but. We'll talk about that in quite in depth, but... Should we do a quick run through the quali- uh, the qualification sessions? Yeah, it was raining, which made it kind of interesting because the strategies that you could plan out, you couldn't plan out. So you just had to get on the track, run your race, and then keep racing because there would be a dry line showing. Yeah. And if that dry line showed, then you're getting better. But then if you're out there and then it started raining worse like it did in Q2... No one got any better. And there's that interesting thing too where 
Park Ferme regulations begin at the start of qualifying. So that's your final car set up for the weekend. So, you know, you've got that, you're rolling the, the, the dice on the British weather, which is, it changes the, what they can say. They can have like four seasons in a day over there. Where if you go, well, it's raining now qualifying and our radar says it's going to be clear tomorrow, but, you know, do you do any of those little adjustments to help compensate for the wet knowing it's going to be dry or do you change it completely to a wet setup, banking on the fact that, like, well, hey, it's Britain, anything can happen yeah. with this weather? I think they were predicting some rain on race day, but it never came. Yep. Or then, do you know, you leave your setup in full dry going, look, we're going to have a bit of a rough qualifying, but tomorrow we're just going to have to absolutely blitz offline because there's that aspect of it too with a wet qualifying. Yeah. And the wet qualifying was, it looked difficult. I think one of the quotes that I picked up on the weekend was, um, it had some of the cars had a much freer grip as a shopping trolley. Oh. <laughs> it just slid out side to side, and it, yeah, it was hard to get off and then make it count. And you, yeah. which makes you kind of guess that a lot of them went for mostly dry setups because the cars looked undrivable in certain parts of the track. But it showed the back in Monaco when it rained, and one of the commentators, I think, it might have been Crofty, but the pedal goes both ways. Yeah. And a few of them had to get off the pedal and yep. and just had to put in as fast as they could. Especially because in the dry and good conditions, a lot of those corners coming off the straights and leading into the straights are flat out on the accelerator corners that they take it full speed. So, of course, once it enters the wet, they're going to have to, like, actually, yeah, take their foot off the accelerator a little bit because the weather simply won't allow that traction. Which then, that separates into the skill level of who can find that right at the end of that traction zone, like who can take their foot off the gas the least for the best result. And you see in Q3, they were pushing that line. And it, and it was, yeah. It showed some very good acrobatic skills. Or not acrobatic, it's not in the air. Gymnastics. Gymnastics, yeah, they're on the ground. That's actually <laughs> good. Oh, that's good wordplay. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, Max Verstappen had a fascinating spin in Q3. Yeah, and so did Charles. I didn't show it, but you could see it on YouTube afterwards. Charles also had it. I don't know how they can just pull it back and look <laughs> like they were going to do it on purpose. Like full... Uh, it, it's just one of... It, it just speaks to the talent that those guys have where it's like a car that, you know, normally when someone spins out a car, like you either come to a stop facing a random direction or if you're really, really good, you come to a stop facing the way you want to go. And these guys just almost seamlessly, full 360, then just kept going and put in lap times as yeah. well. The, the onboard was spectacular. Like he <laughs> realised it span out, full locked his steering wheel and then found his like line and locked it back and then just pulled it in line. It was spectacular. Look, I mean, both of those guys can drive so... I mean, that was a big thing from qualifying. What else happened in qualifying this weekend? Uh, Q1, it was the drying line. Yep. And it was, yeah. Who was out was pretty understandable. Because um, I know they left the Astons to come out kind of late and it screwed them up. Yeah. Well, I think they were, I don't know. They just don't have a good car. They also, look, the car's not great <laughs> either. But, you know, it, because it, of that, you want to be capitalizing on every advantage yeah. you see. And a, like an obvious dry line on a track is like, we need to jump on this now. Yeah. But it wasn't. I don't think it was going to get any wetter, and they kind of realised that. It's in Mon Montreal when it did get wet. They went good in practice and then awful in qualifying. So I don't think they just know this car in the wet yet. No, and it is such a massive change with their like chassis design that 
We know it's going to take a few weeks to get onto, and let's be real, in F1, in order to be competitive, you need to be on the move quickly. So it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the new components were primarily tested and planned for like dry driving, and they were like, look, we haven't even really run the wet sims yet because we just wanted to get these things on the car now. Q2 was the exciting, or no exciting one. It was, you had to get out there early, and then it rained, and the rain got worse. And if you put a good lap in, like... Latifi, <laughs> surprisingly enough. I mean, it was it was he's he's qualifying, and then the next guy I think was um, maybe even Ricardo, but the next person got worse. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like the story of the weekend was everyone being like, "Go, Tifi's here! Like he's done it. He's in the car with no upgrades. He's actually he's put it all together." But in reality, it was like the first time out of Q one, timed it. <laughs> Perfectly, like he's yeah. he played the weather to perfection. Yeah, I reckon it was more what you say in previous episodes is the the factor of luck. Yeah, real thing luck was on, and you F1. can see what luck can do in a yeah. situation like this, where it's like drivers who were in better cars and are quicker and more skilled drivers in every single way could not beat that man because he got it in at just the right time. Yeah. And then Q3 came out, span out, <laughs> one lap to make him qualify. Yeah. And then that and was, he was that like, was I'm it. done. I'm happy with 10th. <laughs> but in saying what I've said about kind of going like, look, man, it wasn't an insane performance. I'm still really, really stoked that the person who got the luck this weekend was Latifi because he's long overdue for luck. And I am really, really stoked on him because it was just, it was cool to see. It's like, oh my God. He's done it. Like, it was a very happy moment for the sport. So, I am very happy for him. But I don't think this is signs of him on any sort of a rise through the ranks. No. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not it at all. Got the good luck there. Yeah. And then, yeah, Q3 was... It was... Just to see them drivers pushing that limit and finding that limit and then hoping to get it was this seeing skill and what driving is about. Yeah, it really... Because that's the thing. Like, they say the car doesn't matter as much in the wet, like, because the engine power is all really equalized because everyone's going slower anyway. And it, it is where it's where you see the absolute true talent that the guys, the top guys have, and also who's got the edge in the wet. I mean, it was super exciting to see Carlos get pole. Yeah. Very which I, I didn't expect. No, and... I reckon Verstappen would have got pole if it wasn't for that yellow flag. So that spin Leclerc did forced a yellow flag, which made Max slow down, which put him behind. Right. It, it was funny at the, the the interviews they were talked about, it and he's like, he talked about like he's um he talked about that yellow flag and then <laughs> looked over at Leclerc and he's like, yeah, I got a yellow flag. <laughs> oh, all <laughs> right. So here's a little bit of but conspiracy theory it, too. I think, look, it, yeah. I don't, I don't think it did on purpose, but it was funny because then they... Ferrari's talk- not that well organized. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know what, I, I love it. I want it to be real because we've seen teams do that in the past, but the Ferrari of this year is not that on the ball to pull no. off a scheme like that. No. I think it was just pure accident. It was, I reckon. Then they talked about Verstappen's 360 and he's like, yeah, no, I was just warming up my tires. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> fine. I was just extra heat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> It was a big weekend talking about the ties too because we saw a lot of the people coming out of the pits on the radio kind of discuss whether the ties were right for them. And if I remember correctly, it was the hard tie that they were really struggling to heat up yeah, over a few laps. The hard tie, them C5s suck. In, I don't know if it's Great, Great Britain weather as well, just doesn't have that extra ambient, heat. ambient temperature. 
but they they seem to really like you put them on the track on a slow lap, they cool down. They don't, <laughs> but they don't hold the and heat. They're losing tire blankets in a year or two as well, and tire warmers, so they're going to be coming out cold as well. Yeah, but I remember it was the hard because I think it was Charles wasn't super happy about being on it. I remember Lewis questioned it, but he also questioned the softs too. He questioned everything that wasn't the mediums <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. I told you, man, C6 is the solution. <laughs> you roll out that C6 from the shed, there's your hard tyre for the rest of the year. But yeah, I, yeah, the hard tyre played a massive factor in the weekend. I've seen this, like, Elbon did well in it, I think, in Australia. And they have the distance once they're warmed up. But even with one lap, they're not warm. Yeah. So it's... it's it's and we saw a bunch of passing around that coming out of the pits of people being like, go, 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 go. And then they're just getting eaten up on the first few corners because those tyres were rough to drive in. Any any other big stories from qualifying this weekend? Just that Merck's looking a bit better. Like, you could kind of... Yeah, I tell you what, with these upgrades they bought and once they really unlocked the potential, because they, they were the ones who came out and said, look, whatever we put on the car is going to take another week or two before yeah. we fully get this. And they bought, yeah, six major upgrades. I know they redid their, like, front suspension area. And I can't remember the others. I know a bit of floor. Like, pretty much they updated every bit of the vehicle. And it, it worked. Yeah. The car's heaps more stable. Heaps more stable. And porpoising, I don't think we saw much, if any. Yeah. Really. But I also don't remember a huge amount. Of, I wasn't really looking for the porpoising on the onboards because yeah. the racing was really good. I was for a bit, but it's also a really smooth track. So the porpoising gets activated by going over a bump. So you, if you don't, if it's such a smooth track, you won't get affected. So it was much. also the weekend for probably the best stability that all cars. Had. I think. I think so. Right. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And that's about all for my qualifying review. I'm happy with that. Yeah. It was look, it was a good qualifying, but not not an insane amount happened no. in it. We've had some absolute belt of qualifyings this yeah. year. The rain just kind of made it a bit more interesting in a way. But it kind of I was thinking about the discussion we had in our other podcast about qualifying being shootouts. Yeah. And and I don't, I don't a weekend like that would make shootouts ridiculously unlucky and unfair to some people. You know, that is a really good point. You yeah. I don't know what the solution there would yeah. be off the top of my head, but you would be absolutely livid if you watched, like, the Latifi situation. Yeah. He gets out and puts in an absolute belter of lap, and then it starts pouring down. You're like, well, damn. Yeah. And everyone had a chance to put their car out to be in that position. Yeah. Everyone has that chance. Maybe it's a bit riskier letting your tires cool down. Maybe you want to keep them warm and go out there hot, but that's the strategy. Everyone's... Given it's that equal access. It is, yeah. Equal access for the opportunity there. No, it's a good point, Reese. Should we jump into our race review? Because we're just going to run through the teams in kind of no particular order this week. Some particular order, I guess. You look, a little, but like we're not <laughs> doing engine groupings. We're kind of yeah. just going teams that kind of interacted with each other <laughs> this week. So shall we begin? Let's begin. All right, let's start with Afro May because we need to really like... the it, the the crash, that's the big story, right? That is. Essentially, for those who haven't watched the replay seven hundred and fifty times, like most of us have, off the start line, George Russell got a terrible start on the hards. On the hard, on the hards, <laughs> uh, Guan Yuzhou was in on his left. 
in the uh, they lined up next to each other in like eight, so four meters back. Four, oh. oh yeah, he was behind. He was four meters back. Yeah, yeah. He gets to jump. As that's happening, Pierre Gasly has an absolute belter of a start and sticks his nose between. But first, Latifi gets a belt of a start, goes between them, and then yeah, Gasly's he zips like, straight this through. This is my clean hole too. Gasly tries to go for the hole. George, I don't know if he saw. I doubt he saw because no. otherwise, all you move is at that point just moving to left. They come into contact with just slingshots. One of them into George gets slingshotted into, into Joe's front left. Flips him over right. into his roof. He slides for a lot of meters. There's not much traction on that roof. No, it's very, <laughs> very slick. It gets to, yeah, across. Very, very slick. It ground through the roll hoop that they have at the top of the car. That's because they're not really tested for sliding yeah. on the roof. Apparently, they're tested for like flipping and bouncing over, not grinding right. for the. What it was over a hundred meters, probably. Yeah, I reckon so. Uh, yeah, he's flipped, slid over. Then he's essentially motorcycle high sided up over a tire wall, banged on that into the fence, and then down between the fence I'm and the tire. Pretty wall. sure cleared the tire wall completely. Yeah, he That's, flipped up <laughs> over it. It was yeah. As soon as he like the hit the gravel, started to spin. As soon as it got onto that small one, yeah, high sided it and just flipped up. Got into it. the catch fence and then slotted neatly down between the two. Imagine being the person behind that catch fence. Oh, there was a there was marshals there too, and they got out of the way real quick, yeah. and then they dove straight back out there. Two things with that: I know a lot of people were questioning why the hell would there be a tire barrier with a gap between the fence. Actually, that was to the safety regulation. So the catch fence is designed to catch any vehicle that flips up, but the gap there's designed for marshal access, getting in and out. This was a freak crash. So, yes, it was spectacular, but the way the car actually handled itself on its roof, flipped and came to rest, is super unlikely with all the crash data they have. Because normally, even if a car's flipped or rolling, it will hit the tyre barrier and then ding up into the fence, but the tyre barrier will take out an insane amount of energy. This time it flipped over the tyre barrier and straight into the fence. It was just that it's an F1 car and it broke into such a small, confined thing that it slotted neatly in the little yeah. gap. Massive shout out to the medical team, Marshalls, who extracted him. Completely fine, too. Yeah. He, he was, yeah, because Albon also crashed. Talk Albon about that. had a massive crash, Went too. to hospital. Uh, Joe got treated there and he was out by the end of the race. having a uh, talk Midway to, through, yeah. he was out walking around being like, yeah, y'all see that? <laughs> like, yeah. You see that? You see that? It was crazy. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things how it's like, yep. It's the biggest crush I've seen. Yeah, love the Halo. Yeah. Love the TV direction. They weren't replaying it until we knew we were safe. And once we knew we were safe, they were like, boom, here's what everyone's wanting to know what the hell happened. I was generally scared. Like, I didn't, I didn't see it when it happened. I did know it was that big until they showed the replay, yeah. but the aura that was going around and the the seriousness of the commentators and the it also showed the sportsmanship of the the team because you see Russell running out, Russell, and you hear about that. Yeah. You hear Gasly, uh, Gasly coming into Alfa Romeo and making sure that everything's all right. Yeah, because yeah, and then. It definitely, it really shows the human aspect of like it, it strips away all the sport and all the ego and all the other stuff that comes with being this massive flagship of a motorsport. It just goes to show that they're oh, there's about 50, 60 humans in that pit row who all just went, holy crap, that's like, that's our coworker. That's someone we spend all year with. Do we know if he's okay or not? And everyone's just like, 
let us give us an update when you know. The good thing is, though, apparently everyone on pit row found out a lot quicker than the commentators did that it was all good and okay. Like it was the the delay between us finding out and the people who mattered finding out is pretty vast, which is a good thing to hear. Yeah. That the teams and stuff are like, yep, we know he's okay minutes before everyone else found out. So, And I think that is because once you get, like getting someone out of a crash like that is, you wouldn't. I don't know how they did it. No, Looking and you, at the you space he had left, yeah. it was blew my mind that they managed to get him out safely and assess all the damages yeah. before making a move like that. Yeah, intense. And you wouldn't know until you get out and you can actually get assessed and he could be like yeah i'm all good and then and then not be so pumped on adrenaline not realize how injured he is or if anything's actually wrong and he can't feel it due to like and we're talking like spinal injury risk here of being like you know i think i'm all good not realizing it's like i can't actually feel part of my body that's why i feel okay yeah uh scary super scary but yeah look just goes to show that whenever the f1 comes out and it's like we're doing this for a safety reason this is why because yeah. that was that's a life saved. You roll the clock back a decade, two decades, very different story. And you roll back even further than that, it's a guaranteed part fatality a crash like that. Yeah. So glad to see. Also, it kind of blew my mind just to see him like popped up and out walk around, being like, "Yeah, all good, bro. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely fine. Not a hair like. Yeah, just <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Completely fine." If you yeah jumped in halfway through the race and didn't I know, know about it, because I know, know album was initially been like yeah I'm all fine, and then they're like actually bro we're gonna send you away and get you just get you checked. But he was back by the end of the race too. Yeah. Okay. He um he got shunted by Vettel. Yeah. And then just cleaned up and hit the wall at an incredibly, and he went straight into concrete. And it shows the this crazy amount of power these cars have to have that much speed off 100, 200 <laughs> meters like yeah. That the amount of energy and output and just like sheer force these vehicles have, it's like everything happened. I think within like five and a half seconds. Yeah, not not enough to get around the second corner. <laughs> no, because <laughs> no. the restart, which also <laughs> explained why the restart they readjust the order back to the grid with allowances because it was like, look, you guys, you didn't even do anything. Yeah. Like, you barely turned the car. And as soon as he got shunted and like he flipped on his head so quickly, there would have been red flag and they wouldn't have been around the corner. Exactly. Exactly. So, but that also means that like Joe, no no points, I guess. <laughs> no, no points this weekend. Go, great qualifying. Good qualifying. <laughs> uh, and also, speaking of his qualifying, he out-qualified Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. It's not the first time he's done it. No, like great qualifying. It would have been really exciting after your points, your first points. Last the first points? No, no, no. That's no, no, his no, second yeah, lot yeah. of points. First points. One of a uh, few times he's finished a race because yep. of DMF, like to be like, let's keep getting these points. Let's show these guys that this is my first season and I've got what it takes to be an F1 driver. I do think we can now prove, though, that he has that special luck skill that you need because <laughs> that was very lucky what happened yeah. to him. Valtteri Bottas, though. Not so lucky. <laughs> Not so lucky. Uh, gearbox issue caused a retirement yeah. lap 20. First time we've heard about what kind of some of the issues are at Alfa Romeo. And it just sound like power unit reliability, yeah. <laughs> like the rest of the Ferrari stuff going on at the moment. VB is in the right place at the moment. That team is on an upward trend. This weekend is a write-off for them. I don't think it's... I mean... The, the main factor come out away from Alfa Romeo at this point is Joe's not hurt. 
everything's fixed. Every everything mechanical is fixable. Our people are safe. Let's just go to Austria, reset, and we'll go from there. Another team though that had a little bit of some crashes was uh, Alpha Tauri, but for a slightly <laughs> different reason. Pierre got a good start, and then may have been involved in said incident. Yeah, he was the hinge point, I guess, of the crash. <laughs> so they, they, he, he got, he got cleaned up. I know it damaged his wing. Yeah, slightly, but not as Sonoda got more. Damage Sonoda than got him. the front of his car chopped off, and that was in the Vettel Albon one, I wasn't? Think, yeah, not? I think, yeah, or one of them because Albon one, he crashed into the wall, spun around, and then got hit again. Yeah, and then he cut the front of himself. Yeah. So it might, but, that might have been Sonoda. Yeah, and his uh, left wheel, front wheel. Wasn't touching the ground, Sonoda. <laughs> so he got <laughs> still made it back to the up. pits. And the or, uh, speaking, of, shout out to all the mechanics who worked on these cars yeah. in the pits to get them back working again because it wasn't Normal. a massive red flag. No, and it wasn't the only like there was yeah. Also, Alpine like yep wouldn't if if it started again as it was there was a few cars that weren't going to start again. Yeah, hundred percent. That red flag saved a couple of teams this weekend. Not really the Alpine one. That was kind of <laughs> in vain in the end, I guess. <laughs> but. Yeah, Pierre Gasly ended up retiring again later on in the race. I what was it for? Do we know what it was for? I I didn't pick up on it. Me neither. We didn't see much of him on the broadcast. Like they didn't even really. They didn't speak about him retiring either. I just kind of yeah. noticed at one point during the race. I was like, oh, Pierre's out. <laughs> yeah. There was the one thing I did notice was him and Sonoda around the corner. I thought it was a gust of wind, just on the same cars doing a synchronized spin. No, Sonoda. Sonoda lost it first and, yeah. and gave him Gasly a little bump middle of the corner, but they had a double pirouette together. Yeah. I, and they played Yuki's radio message and he was <laughs> going off. And then on replay, I was like, yeah, but bro, you hit him. Like, yeah. It was a bit tough. I don't know. It was a sort of a racing incident in a way because Gasly was on the outside. It was Sonoda's corner. But then... Gaz- You're not allowed I, to spin. No, racing, and that's the thing. Gasly having playing. the racing line is not a bad, It doesn't mean you can do anything with it. It means you have to stay on it. <laughs> yeah. But Gasly was in post-interviews. He was very annoyed. I mean, fair. Because yeah. <laughs> like, like, he had a great start. He had a good start. I mean, he survived the worst crash of the year. Yeah. And also, like, you know, you're beating you here. It is kind of your team sort of deal. Like, <laughs> I mean... You know, I'm going to put this one up to, like, justifiable anger because it is one of those, like, rules of F1 where it's, like, you're not allowed to crash into anyone, but especially not your teammate. Yeah. It's just you don't take out your, your team. No. Especially not the number one driver in the team. <laughs> so, look, a, a forgettable weekend for after hour because then Yuki ended up running around and coming in last of the finishes. Yeah. And there weren't a huge amount of them anyway. <laughs> but... It just, yeah, not a good weekend for them. It's it's kind of becoming a season to forget for AlphaTauri a little bit. A little bit. They, they need something on their car to make them faster. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too because with so many other teams who are kind of literally just going, we're going to copy Red Bull for everything we've got now. The AlphaTauri, you'd think, would have that special <laughs> something on the car. Like, I know they're independent from Red Bull, but, like, they're still related <laughs> so, you know, hit him up for something. Yeah. Let's talk about the Williams. Uh, we'll talk about Latifi first. Oh, no, we'll talk about Albon first. Albon, massive crash right at the start. Upgrades, 
I'm going to say evidence is inconclusive. <laughs> the upgrades are good or not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> I they're don't in bits. <laughs> I don't really know. I hope they... Uh, can you imagine if they've only made one lot and they're like... <laughs> they did only make one lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's all they... Oh, yeah, true. Because if they had two lots, why wouldn't they do Luke Davies' <laughs> car? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's with that? Why did they play the favourite son? Do they want to compare the two and... Yes, possibly. Like, there is the data comparison. There's also the fact, too, that, like, manufacturing just takes time and is expensive. They probably had yeah. one full set and they're like, why aren't we getting information on this? The reason why I went to Albon is the best way to give out upgrades and tests on your car is to simply go, if you're beating your teammate in the championship, you get the upgrades. He is the better Yep, He is the better driver. Because in team. our Aston, they normally give them to Stroll, which is just ridiculous. Seb always gets the under under upgraded car, like the, the downgraded version. Because they're like, yeah, no, oh, we've decided to give it a stroll. We think he'll be good at testing. It's like, well, yeah, true. He'll have plenty of clean running around out the back by himself <laughs> to get the lap data. But, like, if you want to see if they make him quicker. And some feedback off give a, him a to world Seb. champion. Yeah. But, yeah, the the Williams updates, we'll see. Austria, yeah. I think, will be, might be good. <laughs> if they can build another set by then. Yeah, will they have? To, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. They might have one. But if they don't, it's like, well. Does Latifi get the next one or does Elby? No. Oh, what <laughs> what gets the second one? Um, I mean, I mean, I look, I'm putting the house on Albon yeah. at this point. If you, I'm not a betting man, but the house <laughs> is going on Albon. Latifi, though, again, it, as, as we said about his qualifying, that, that's the story of his weekend. He got yeah. lucky because he ended up coming, what, 12th? 12th. Came in 12th. But also, that's to be expected. The Williams is possibly the slowest car. Like, yeah. of course, he was going to get passed by anything else on that track. Couldn't get passed by Ricardo, which is very sad from yeah, a point of view. We'll, we would, we'll, we'll unpack a little bit more of Danny when we get to McLaren, but I'll tell you what, for the casual viewer or for people who only hear about F1 through the news, not a good headline to read that one. No. Um, but couldn't un, uh, couldn't convert his, his, his into points, which is... Story of Latifi. I didn't expect him when he came in 10th yep. to convert them to points. No. If, even with six cars missing. Well, because that's mean, like, couldn't. out of any car on the track, the one that's easiest to pass is the Williams. Yeah. We want him to pull this together. We want him to pull together. We want it to be good because that's where we, we kind of hope Piastri's going. There wasn't yeah. an announcement on that. There wasn't? No, I don't think believe so there was. So does that mean he is going there? If there's no announcement that they broke their contract, Maybe. that means something's sorted out. Okay, I'm going with that. That's Mark. I, I think that's what that. Andrew was saying last podcast. I don't really listen to that man that much. <laughs> but he knows, like, he knows. He's always waving his fist and he's just generally <laughs> angry about things. I'm just kind of like, come on, bro. He knows the sport, though. He does know the sport really well. But that's it for Williams. It was like, okay, that's another forgettable weekend. All right, <laughs> sweet. So that's a little bit of a repeat from their last few years. Aston Martin, again, just. Didn't do great in qualifying, and then... Vettel did... Well, it said he went I mean, up 11 places, but that was because six places were out. Yeah, look, Vettel, Vettel did well. Got points. But Aston as a whole, it's just, again, another one of those disappointing things because, it's like, you know Vettel is actually the one putting all of that together. Stroll was just rolling around out the back. Yeah, and again. he's he, he's a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> the post-interviews, he's always just... just just no, not character. <laughs> yeah. Just, just oh yeah, yeah. This happened, and yeah, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> come on, bro, please. Like, <laughs> just, 
have some fight in you. He just he's give just us there. something. I've that, and that's what in ever since we began this show, I've always said it's like he doesn't have any passion for what he does. Like it's just it's the sheer apathy towards him actually improving and putting in a performance is impressive to watch in one way. It's like, man, he just is in one of the coolest jobs on the planet. It's like, and he just does not care. Yeah. Seb though, doing Seb things. Yeah. Came ninth, snagged a couple of points. Happy well, weekend. What else can you ask? Yep. Until they get that car a bit well balanced. Until they fix up the car and until they can kind of like really, when you're in that mid pack, everything is about capitalizing on those opportunities. And for this weekend, that opportunity was that dry line. And they just didn't get to it. Not well enough anyway, the rain. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. and you know, that's that's why that's why Latifi ended up in tenth. It's like, man, imagine if you boys jumped on that and pushed right up. Yeah. Cause your car would have been you know, a car like that that's got we know it's got some pace in the dry, would have put itself up into the top ten. And we know Stroll can drive in the wet. It's a weird it's a weird thing. At this point he's driven well in the wet the two times he's driven well. Yeah. But there's also been times in the wet now where he's not driving well because yeah. Canada he didn't do two crash shot. No. And he just stroll. <laughs> doing his thing. i I want that team to get better. But I also I, I the vindication for Stroll's performance also does feel nice when we talk about it. Yeah. Because we're like, well the reason you're not doing as well is uh him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is proven it, so that's a good thing. McLaren not a bad weekend for one of their drivers, but it was just, it's not good. F- it, it wasn't a good weekend for DR. No, so much disparity. That's the biggest thing to take away. Like, I d- Lando's where the car should be, fighting for 6th, 7th, 8th. Yep. Ricardo, unfortunately, can't put it there. And he's, in the post-interview, yeah, he's just not confident that he... N- he can figure it out. I mean, he because he's had a really good crack at it, and he is good at figuring out new cars. Like he got that, he got the Renault a couple of years ago working really, really well for him, and it only took that six was months. Built around him. That's I think that's the big problem. Yeah, there. you know that's a big thing too because it is essentially Lando's car that's yeah. built around him. I mean, I don't want to completely keep saying the same thing over again, where it's like I want you to put all the effort behind Daniel, but I also kind of get why they don't. My take on Daniel this weekend, though, is that because he was just kind of unconfident about what was going on and why, is there must have been just something off in that car this weekend where he really, really couldn't get a feel for it. Yeah. But it's interesting to see that a lot of the times he can't get the feel for it. It's not an identifiable problem. He's not like, oh, it's this specific thing that I know we're not quite on top of. This weekend, he was very like, look, there's just something going on with the car. I can't get it. And it's, the setup is crazy. I was looking into it because I didn't. I wanted to understand more, and I was looking through it. And I'll, it's going to come into another episode of me going through it. But there's so much to it, and it would be so hard to pick point like this is happening or this is rolling this way, and we need this happening or there's not enough force coming on this wheel on this corner, so this will fix it. And then if you do want to fix that corner, it might blow out another corner and. Yeah, it's not easy to make these things quick. No. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it because it's everything from suspension on the wheels to the wheels in the positions themselves, everything through to the nose wing, the downforce, the angles there. You've got all of that matched at the rear wheels and the rear wing, plus gear transmission, fuel load, 
A whole bunch of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Hopefully he figures it out. Lando did well though. Lando quite a like solid weekend for him. He what came in at sixth. Yep. Yep. And towards the end of the race, where that awesome fight was happening between Checo, Fernando. Oh, Fernando was, wasn't really in it. Oh yeah, Fernando, and neither was Norris. So he was kind of no. just around the back there. And he wasn't even fighting Alonso. No, but you know what I mean. When your yeah. teammates that far down and clearly having a struggle with the car coming home with points in the top six is good yep. especially because of McLaren I wouldn't have had it that close to the top five no. I didn't think it was going to do that well so solid weekend for them I I guess the only talking point we have is Danny's relationship with McLaren right now because the relationship with Lando is going fine he's doing well there was that funny thing in the uh, warm up to the weekend where they were racing on space hoppers and Lando cheated like the child he is and Danny <laughs> belted him in the face with it. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, no, he smacks him in the face with like a little bouncy space hopper thing okay. <laughs> and absolutely drills him and he's got that instant regret and runs over and apologizes. And it is funny and they both took it as a joke really well. But like, I was just blown away that he didn't hit him harder. <laughs> 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 Moving on from McLaren, we can talk about Alpine. 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 Ocon's weekend can be summed up by this. Bringing out the safety car right at the sweet spot of the race. Yeah. He, the About best thing 14, he did was 14, 15 that. laps ago. <laughs> Bought out safety car. His qualifying was okay. It was okay. There was something wrong with his car. He didn't. He couldn't pick up on it. Um, uh, sounds like an excuse. That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alonso's car was right. Fine. Alonso, I just don't think Alonso cares if there's something wrong with it. He's like, I'm just going to drive quick anyway, bro. Yeah. But then maybe there was because his car broke down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, <laughs> might have actually been right there. He did look. He was lapping fine in the race. Yeah, like he was on. He was on for a points finish. He was going to do okay, and then yeah, something went wrong. Do we know what was it wrong? I think it was oh. like a fuel pump issue. It was fuel pump? Yep. It so was. a fuel pump issue happened. He pulls off to the side of the road, brings out a safety car, which really like it affected Ferrari. Pretty much everybody jumped on the softs for a sprint towards the end, and we saw just awesome racing between, like, from second place to fifth place, swapping and swapping and swapping. It was spectacular. It, yep. it Yeah, it made the best regulations shine. Yep. Like, it was... Best bit. Speaking of a man who was kind of involved in that, though, Fernando Alonso, yep. he's on a roll. That Alpine is on a roll. Yeah. El plan is... is he's successful. The 100 race plan is ahead of schedule. Yeah. Well done to the that Alpine team. That Renault engine's looking good, really yeah. good. And it was it, funny in post interviews, he was just like, "I saw them racing. I saw them racing, and I was thinking, just two of you crash each other out, and I'm on the podium." He was just waiting <laughs> for it to go. Yeah. yeah, just waiting for a little bit of sunshine. Yeah. And really, because they were fighting hard, and in conditions like this too, you know, in Britain, like mm. it's a track that's so quick and so flat out in the dry. And those cars are light with fuel at that point, and they're yeah. on the softs. Like, they're super groovy tires, but, like, if there's a time for bumping, that was it. And yeah. I think everyone got through, like, pretty clean. Yeah. There might have been a couple of little, like, yeah, the tires, touches. Yeah, the tires and, yeah, there but was bumps. But yeah, and it was, that was, we'll, we'll get to those when we get to the top teams, because that's rare where it happened. But, yeah, if Ocon managed to finish, would have been great, but we wouldn't have had the race we had. I still think Alpine will be pretty happy with that. Yeah. Because it's a mechanical thing, you can engineer a fix. You can get yeah. get them on top fuel of pumps. It. Uh, 
those fuel pumps are flawed from the start. Like if, because I was watching a video and that's what happened with Max. Yep. And this new, uh, it might be this new f- fuel. If you get them off F1 and don't modify them, they will break. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get them and you can it's one of the parts you can modify and when you think about the internal combustion engine it's really one of like it's been in the car for a long time like we we know how to make fuel pumps yeah it's not this new fancy electronic system that they're developing but it is new fuel so it most makes me think what's going to happen with these new fuel like we're going to net zero by 2030 and how much is it gonna is it gonna work yeah, they'll just, they'll, of course, e- either they'll leave it to teams to develop or yeah. whoever just makes that shared part will go, this is a new one. It works with biodegradable fuels or whatever the case may be. A positive team, a team that had a, a, a all-round positive weekend this weekend, though, Haas. Haas. Double points. So Mick, Mick scored his first points. Yeah. He came eighth. Yeah. So we got a couple of points, actually. Yeah, on board radio, he was stoked. He was he was like, I showed these people, this is what I'm there for. Believe in yourself and don't stop trying. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be the dude who's like six people didn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, he got it, right? Did, and yeah. that's also the story of the weekend too. You've got to stay out of trouble and you've got to yeah. be there to capitalize. And he did. He capitalized. He got lucky. He's lucked back. He's Another driver who's got a bit of luck there again. Which he, he, that's what he's been missing his yeah. whole career. But in saying that, like, yeah, maybe if a few other people finished the race, they would have pushed him out. But he beat Magnussen. He beat Magnussen. Which is a, a big thing as well, I reckon. Yeah, because Magnussen came way. in 10th eventually. But I think for the Haas team, this is one of those weekends where you're like, we were right. You know what? We weren't going to get points, but we took advantage of those yeah. opportunities. Got a double points finish. Really, really good for the championship Gunter setting. Was stoked. Of course he would be, he man. Was, like, he was happy, man. He, I, It's just nice to see like someone who is at the height of their profession love the highs <laughs> so much and also yeah. be just so entertaining in the lows when they're there. Like, doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter if they're winning or losing at heart, Gunter Steiner is giving you the goods. Yeah. He's giving you everything you needed. But stoked. Yeah. Good weekend for Haas. Go Haas. See if they can back it up next weekend. Look, yeah, I'd still... Of course, the car's not there. I don't think the car's gotten any better, but if there's incidents, I hope they're the ones who capitalise on them and get and, and scrape together those little wins where they can because they deserve them. Yeah. Let's jump on to Mercedes and we can... We'll start with George because he was the one who kind of... He was the main instigator of the incident, which was an incident. I don't think there was any intent by any driver involved. No. But credit to him, a really good sign of sportsmanship. He pulled his car over and ran straight over to Jaguar Yu just to check on him. Yeah. That did lead to the fact that he did stop his vehicle and it was pretty damaged. Like it, it wasn't was. clean. He's left it at the side of the road and he's essentially gone to a marshal me like, look, the car is completely drivable. I don't know how to turn it back on because my radio's busted, let me go back to the pits, check with my team, come back, start it, and I'll bring it back because we're going to be on a red flag for a while. Yeah. As he's gone back, though, to the pits, the marshals have gone, let's load this bad boy on the truck. And once the vehicle's on the truck, that means it is not returning to the pits under its own power. Therefore, it is not able to restart the race. Yeah. You, so, see, you see the protest form for Mercedes that this happened. I reckon, I've very, I, don't, I don't know, that's, it didn't start. 
I don't know how. I guess yeah, on a red flag, they had forty minutes to get back to the car and try to start it. I don't know how much work he can do on the car to try to start it. Yeah, and, and really, I guess in my mind, it it he, George wasn't being punished for being good Samaritan. I don't think that's a fair assessment of what happened here. No, George he, did the right thing by checking yeah, Lejo. But the, if he went back and his car started, he would have been back at the points. Yeah, the pits. But the he car went, was off. Yeah, the car. But he checked out. It's good Samaritan. Good bloke. Then his car didn't start. Yep. But I guess if if he if he didn't stop it to check, his car would still be running. Yeah. But the what what I guess my kind of point here is that like he wasn't punished for being a good Samaritan, but it is the marshal's job to like the driver doesn't decide whether the car's safe to resume. That's what the marshals are there to do. You know what I mean? There was a car on the track that was damaged. They looked at it and they went, that thing is off and it's heavily damaged. Let's get it on the truck. Like, I don't blame them for making the choice because that was, in nine times out of ten, in every other circumstance, that's the right call to make. There's an abandoned, wrecked car at the side of the track. He only talked to one marshal. That marshal might have instantly then gone to do something else or also they might have been radioed by race control and be like that car's yeah. left and abandoned get it off the track yeah it was so, yeah there's other cars to take <laughs> that was yeah. my thought like yeah, yeah look, there's plenty of cleanup to do there's no lack of work to do after no. the crash but it, it sucked for him because I think he look we saw Hamilton and on the podium yeah. George probably would have been either podium contention or in those points getting places so points lost yeah but and not in a de- not in a not in a horrific way. No, I want to blame it on the strategy on hard tires. Starting on high hard tires, you just can't start on these hard tires. You really couldn't because I yeah, he get might too have been cold. The only one. He was the only one, and that's what why he fell back so much. Because he was nowhere off the start. No, he got jumped left and right. And you swarmed. Can't, you can't warm him up in one lap. Yeah, true. No, that's a good point. Lewis though, screamer. Yeah, Belter race. Was it it's 13 or 13 podiums? 13 podiums at Great Britain, and he equaled his longest race winning non streak. So that was 10 rounds since his last oh, yeah. win. And he got, oh, so he's broke that, that record. He's now extended, but he got the podium. Yeah. Which is just like a good drive. We're seeing now that, like, we, there's no knocking Lewis's talent behind the wheel of a car. He's one of the best and greatest drivers yeah. of all time, if not the best. Yeah. Because you see him catching, yeah. He this is the first race. He was hunting them down. He was hunting down, and that was the classic Lewis you see over. Like if he was behind, he would hunt them down. Yeah, and just he's like, I don't care how far back, I don't care. It's ten seconds. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Also, very very nervous now for the championship because that Mercedes is it's not fast enough to outright win a race just on pure pace, but it's fast enough to get into the fight and play the tire game and play the strategy game now. That Mercedes is back. Yeah. Just not nearly Early to enough. the top. Oh, yeah. But they're back. They're, they're, they're to direct... Trajectory. Their, tra- their tra- trajectory is going and exceeding Ferrari and Red Bulls, I reckon. Like, Red Bulls is kind of stagnating. Their reliability's there. They're getting a bit faster. Ferrari's excellent start. They're, they're not really getting that much better. And... Mercedes is just getting better and better. That's a good point. They're not past them yet. But, but I, they're on their way. They're on their way. If they keep getting this good every couple of weeks. It's kind of scary. It we is. do need we haven't seen major updates to no. the Red Bull or the Ferrari yet. So that 
look, you may be completely correct, and Mercedes is on on the quickest path to success. Or in two weeks, we might see Red Bull and Ferrari drop an update package and reinforce the status quo yeah. that we've seen study. But yours sounds more likely. I don't think they're going to win a champion. Like no, I it's, don't. It's too late. I don't think so. I think they can put on a really good contest for it. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know if they'll ever like take the lead, but I think there'll be weekends where we go, or plenty of moments where we go, someone's out. Oh, Mercedes is going to get closer again, and that, that's going to be the story towards the end. Hopefully, of the by the end, it's the three like the three horse race. Yeah, and. Incredible racing between Hamilton, Leclerc, and Checo. Yeah, that was... swapping places, giving each other just the right amount of space, lining each other, and lap after lap, too. These regulations, Sean. Yeah, taking one corner to better off another corner. Yeah, going too wide, three wide around some corners. People taking alternative lines and just... Never quite knowing who was going to come out on top, and all of them were so quick out of the corners that like yeah. the the acceleration was so close that it was exciting to see who who could get away with it. I was hoping and he Lewis did. I was hoping he came second though, for personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, look, I was, I was thrilled with how the racing ended. Let's jump into the Red Bulls though. Yes. So. Start with Max, because it was one of those weekends where he, he finished, but he didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, I believe after the second restart, he picked up some of the Alpha Tauri and it wedged at part of his floor. Great start, both Great times. start. Oh, yeah, got the jump. That first restart, he got yeah. the jump, and, you know, he was... He was gone. He was away with it there. And even on that second one, I d- if he didn't have that damage, I look, we're, look I don't what think, you're I do. don't know when he got the... D- I don't reckon he had the damage then. But I he picked it up. I think like lap fourteen. Yeah, but that first lap he nearly got pushed off by Sainz. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sainz is like Sainz not again. Like, no, I not am again. coming first. <laughs> but that was the story. Sainz weekend. He was like, I want this more than anyone else here. Yep. Max, yeah, picked up damage, unbalanced. It. Initially thought it was a puncher. Yep. I messaged Andy. I was like, Oh my god, a puncher. He's like, No, just wait. And I was like, No, it's going to get worse. And it did a bit. But it also goes to show one how sensitive these cars are. Like he pulled a chunk of wing out of it, the bottom of it. And he was like, <laughs> this is what caused it. But also like shout out to Max for being like, I'm still getting points here. Yeah. He managed to get points. Like, yes, all these drive was scored well above him. He still got points. Yeah. Found the balance. Mitigated the that end. damage. It was crazy to see how unbalanced that car was and him just finding the groove in the car. And I think they lied to him when they're like, yeah, Max, don't worry, we're going to look at it and stop. Because every time I came into the pits, it was 2.4 seconds. Yeah. Just still tires <laughs> being like, being like, I don't think they looked at that yeah. <laughs> very quick, very long. <laughs> I don't know if they fixed that. But they must have just seen it on the data being like, oh, he's got to have picked up some debris. Yeah, or, or some kind of error. Yeah. Checo also smash, got smashed at the start of the race by Leclerc. Yeah, by Leclerc. Leclerc doing a little bit of a dive bomb into, I think, turn two or three. And like, uh, by a little bit of a dive bomb, a big one. Yeah. Coming up the inside, bang. Knocked, knocked his end plate off. Yep. Um, s- Screwed Perez over. Because Perez had to have a wing change, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and that's, he went to the back of the pack. Went to the back of the pack, didn't stop him though, came all the way through to second. Yeah, it was what Checo does best. And He's the just best part about watching Formula 1 is we got to see exactly zero <laughs> of his overtakes like they barely you were watching him jump up every lap one person yeah. two people sometimes three and you're like once or twice they put in the little window and I I, I like that in F1 I it's do better, but it's like it's better than not it's better doing than it not all. but really 
Like we were just we weren't watching anything about stage. Like just show you can show us yeah. every pass. It's or fine. just a replay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just <laughs> roll it up when nothing's going on. Like get but just what's happening. It's what he does best. He, you've seen him do it before in the past. That he, he just, just head down, go for it, quietly go for it. goes for it. Made them medium tires just last longer than anyone else. And then the safety car just sweet spot, perfect in, done. fresh set of boots, and then just sending it. Red Checo and Red Bull. Are sticking together again. Yeah. Again, I think both Max and Checo will finish there eventually. I, I reckon. I so. can't see what. There's no reason like Checo's getting better and better. Like, yes, he hasn't had the best results the last two weeks. Like, they haven't been him like storming down and winning, but he's still doing incredibly well. To put, there's not many people I reckon could have done what he did this weekend. No, just fighting through the whole pack and getting there. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it by Lewis has done it. We've seen Max do similar. But, like, that, that's just more credit to Checo being like, oh, you're doing things that the two of the best drivers universally recognize can do. Like, yeah. that's clearly really good praise to be going like, yeah, I can do what they do. Look at me. And, I, I, I and think I'm the second driver. <laughs> like, <laughs> look what I can do. It shows that Silverstone is such a good track as well. Oh, it, that you can... Racing, bro. It, you're racing. You get to race. After the Red Bulls, look... We've, We've just got like Ferrari to talk about now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about with Ferrari. Oh, bit of a weekend. Oh, oh, one one thing I did want to say about that Checo crash in Leclerc into him, or we're on the both of them. Yep, that corner was a mishap corner for F1 and F2. It was. There was a bit of a. It was a crazy crash in F2. If no one yeah. saw it. It was off that soft sausage curve, getting a little bit of air and landing on top of each it other. It was, I think... It was a projectile missile. Yeah, <laughs> it bounced off the sausage curve, got airborne and landed in his halo. Yeah. Both drivers, fine. Crazy. Completely fine. Go halo. I know Roy Nissany was the one who got landed on. I think it was either Dennis Hauger or some... Or <laughs> Dennis Hauger or someone else. Yeah, obviously it's going to be that. <laughs> but I believe it was Dennis Hauger, I think. And yeah, you clean him up. Again, halo. Just it's, it, it is... Yeah. Don't know about sausage saver. curves, though. No. Maybe get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, seems the more harm the good. You see it last year. Yeah. With with because um, you know what I mean. If someone course. goes in that part of the curb and there's no sausage curb there, do you know what you do to them? You go, okay, you fly. No, you take the sausage curb out, right? Because oh, yeah. it's there to stop people going there. Yeah. It's preventative. But you take the preventative out, and someone does it. What do you do? You go. Well, you have five second time penalty. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to fly in the air and nearly kill your coworker. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been a few big crashes caused by the sausage curbs. I think the one where Lewis, Max went on to Lewis had a yeah. sausage curb involved too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not great. Spectacular crashes though. Yeah. I will give them credit to that. Who shall we start with with Ferrari? Do we start with the happy boy or do we start with the <laughs> sad boy? Let's start, a, let's start off with that picture. The Bernardo picture. Okay, <laughs> I think it can all be summed up. Charles Leclerc had... An interesting race. He was it was angry Charles. We saw angry Charles again. He was he wanted to do bad things to people during and after that race. <laughs> he dove bomb Checo and cleaned up both their wings, but he only lost an end plate. He was then chasing down signs for most of the race, constantly putting in good lap times, being like, "Let me fast him. Let me fast him." Shout out to Fro there. They're like, "Look, signs is leading. Signs got pole." We'll give him a lap time to follow. And Sainz is like, absolutely. I'll miss that by a couple of seconds. <laughs> Just watch me. Yeah. <laughs> and Sainz was the, every now and then, every like lap or two, he was hitting it. And then every other lap, he was not hitting yeah. it. 
But when they were fighting, I, it's this Ferrari. It looks great. It looks the two great. Ferraris look great fighting. But the the team ordered like it just while they were fighting, Lewis was creeping up, creeping up, and they were just getting closer and closer. And it it's an interesting interplay because it's like you know. Obviously, when you're in in context with Lewis, it's like, well, the right thing to do here is to just make a call and go, but it's not an easy call to make either because Sainz wasn't not hitting those markers. Like, we were joking about him being slower every other lap, but that was only every other lap. Every other lap, he was faster than Charles. Yeah. So, it wasn't wasn't as clear-cut as just being like, you move. Yeah. They ended up doing it eventually, but then they left. Che- uh, Carla, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then they left Charles out to drive with the pit stop strategy. Yeah, which is a bit. 11 seconds sounds not much, but it is. I don't know. It's a lot to be like pit. Pit, pit, pit. Yeah, I don't know. I Look, I'm happy with how it folded. But at the end of that, because of all the shenanigans that had got on, but that's also the camera like, cuts to Mattia and Charles, and Mattia's got the stern like finger, and he's pointing, 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 and just talking to Charles. Love to know what he would have said, because Charles was dirty. What do you think he said? <laughs> oh, look, I heard one group of podcasters say that they thought it was him being like, "Whatever you say to the media, you need to keep your emotions out of it," sort of deal, which makes sense. Like that's actually good leadership and yep. good business coaching, but. We talk behind closed doors. Yep. What you say to the media is yet what is, you're going to yep. say. However, what I hope he said was just something along the lines of, no, you will smile in the photo. <laughs> and no, you are going to be happy about it. And you are going to wear the party dress. And you're going to have a good time. Because <laughs> your friend won. <laughs> That's what I wanted him to say. Because it would just would be so fitting yeah. for the whole Ferrari charade yeah. of like, yeah, we're the professional racing team. No, you're not. <laughs> A group of clowns at this point. But it did lead to Carlos showing us that a little bit of that killer instinct. Like, he did bring it out this weekend. Incredible lap and qualifying. And then all race, he was just kind of being like, no, I'm not just going to say yes to these things. Like, give me the delta. Like, if he's quicker than me, tell me how quick he is and I'll do that. I'm quicker. And then at the end, you know hey, we want you to back up under the safety car, move back 10 paces. He was like, I don't agree with it, and please don't do this. He's like, I've got the right strategy. I've got the right tyres. My car's not broken. No, I get, I get that, but to me, I think... The fairy tale race. No, Leave. But there was t- 10 laps. Signs was always going to get him. Signs was always going to get him. Yeah. Why not let... Charles get 10 paces in start in front. Maybe he comes second. Would have helped me with my points. Why he maybe would have came third. You know what I mean? This give the team a little extra bit when it comes it's to It's a him. good point. He's exactly why because if he was backed up, that puts him at such a huge risk from getting jumped by the other drivers and then I suddenly But how is it getting jumped when it's the same? Because that's what the commentator's saying it adds to my argument, so I'm <laughs> using it. <laughs> that's why, Reese. Because I want to be right. Look, no, it is an interesting point. It's like, well, if you're going to get him anyway, couldn't you have given him some space and yeah. you, but also like I I I was happy with what I saw. It's like, no, Carlos was pretty respectful of me, like, I'm not doing it, guys. Like that's not a fair thing. 
to ask me to do. But in the construction, also, in the con- yeah, I know what you're saying. But like, this, remember how I'm always like, no one cares about the constructors except for Andy and one dude who <laughs> messaged me. It's because no one actually cares about the constructors. <laughs> like the drivers are like, look, yeah, we're supposed to play the team game, but you know, the who's the world champion? When you say Formula One world champion, no one goes, oh, well, it's Mercedes. Everyone goes, it's Max Verstappen. <laughs> like no one goes, it's Max Verstappen, and Mercedes got the world. It's mentioned specifically when it pops up on screen and at the end of the year when your driver loses but your team wins, you're like, yeah, but we got the constructors. This point's left on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ador- I was wanted to become like, <sighs> fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was going to be a Red Bull 1-2. Oh, man. And it wasn't. And... Checo came second, and Leclerc... There's a Red Bull, too. Nailed that. Yeah, I know. Now, instead of being one point in front of me, you're five points in front of me. Or four points in front of me. Oh, no, we don't points. actually... We don't have all the totals, but I think you've clearly been checking. <laughs> oh, that's the one thing I was hoping on the last one. I was like, yes, Perez, get down there. Like, sucked in. Like, <laughs> I don't want Jack to win. The only thing... So, I don't know, if you're not up to our... At, uh, if you're not up with our tipping comp, I'm one behind, one point behind Jack. If Perez came in second, Jack would g- get further in the lead. If Leclerc came in second, I would take the lead from him. When I say lead, second Andy, place. But Andy's, Andy's out in Andy, front. Andy, but Andy's, Andy's front. cheating, so yeah. it doesn't apply. The rest did not matter because we picked the same. So it all depended on Leclerc and Perez coming into second. Yeah, <laughs> I got it this weekend. Yeah, nailed it. Also, when that when when he had his wing taken out and he had to pit, I was like, "God damn it, yeah. Reese!" <laughs> <laughs> I did have a little twinge there. That's the end of our review. But because we're trying, we we've just got to do two episodes in one. We're just going to jump straight into our review. So we're going to jump into the preview for Austria. So the the Red Bull the ring. Red Bull ring. And the podcast honestly, favorite. It, look, it is. It's such a good track. One, it's super easy to drive on the game, so we've put heaps of time into it. <laughs> but also, it's, again, like Silverstone, a track that is specifically designed for really, really good racing. We're not going to go into the past or anything. We're just going to kind of talk through the track facts and then what teams will think will do well and not so well. So, Riso, what are the facts this weekend, Track mate? facts. Um, the first Grand Prix was in 1970. Nice. Yeah. The 71 lapper uh, with a circuit length of 4.318 kilometers with a lap record of 1 minute and 5 seconds, 0.6, held by Carlos Sainz in nice. 2020. Um, there's three DRS zones. Yep. So it should make it very interesting this weekend. Um, and that's all the track facts I'll have. And look, honestly, because of the layout of the track, it's got a couple of massive straight or really quick zones on it. Both of those go into incredibly slow corners. And then after that area, you've got a bit of a, a flowy section of the track and then it goes into another straight, the star straight. It's it's a really good. There's not many corners. There's like, what, 10 corners? Yeah, maybe I should get that up. I don't. I'm just on my phone. I think there's 10 or 11 corners. There's not many. Oh, I can see if I... Yeah, there is 10 corners. You're right. Yep. Um, it is one thing unlike Silverstone. It is very elevated. It is. is You essentially race up the side of the hill and back down on the straights, and then the the down is like a toboggan ride. Yeah, in a way, it's it's very exciting. It's fascinating. And these cars with their 
new downforce they're running. It's going to be interesting to see how they behave in those sections because I think this might be the track, the first track we've gone to this year that actually has a lot of elevation on it. Imola maybe has a bit of a hill, but the others have all been pretty flat. Yeah, you're right. This year, Monaco again a bit, but it's but it's you're not you're not sticking it. Yeah, no, you're not going flat stick the whole way around the track. You're not racing. You're no parading. Look, <laughs> the yeah, you are for the most part. This year was good. This this track is just it's great. Like it is it is about speed, but in order to keep that constant good speed, you do need to have a a good enough setup to get through those braking sectors to make sure you are getting off the power at the last time and then straight back onto it because... Those heavy brakings are fascinating because if you miss them by points of a second, it is meters. Meters, yeah. It all adds to meters and, you know, sometimes yeah. that means you can sneak through and do it. Other times it means you've cleaned yourself up yeah. and four other cars. And if you don't if you don't have that confident and go too early, <laughs> if you don't have that confident and you go too early, then that's the difference between a good race driver and a great race driver. Yeah, and it really it, it makes them push hard. And also, if you just like like pure speed and a beautiful location, the track's stunning. Is it? It's, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the travel calendar. It's on the travel calendar in the Syrian mountains. It is spectacular. Oh, I mean, I it, it I've not done a huge amount of travel, but I would love to travel and do the Austrian Grand Prix because it just looks awesome there. It's also a sprint weekend this weekend. It is. So was when was our first sprint? Was it Imola? Was it? I don't know. Have we had one? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know we're doing a sprint weekend this weekend. Have we? Maybe we have. We oh, have. Because um, Verstappen got all three points. Oh, no, Charles or someone. Someone right. who, who won all three won all Max. three. You'd want to. It'd be better be Max. <laughs> Look, it's a sprint weekend this weekend, though. So I guess... People, the opinions are still out whether they're good or not. If there's a track to have sprints on, this is a good one to do it. It's a fun one. Yeah. 3D RS zones, there's going to be overtaking. Yep. Huge amount. Incredibly quick. Like, as I said, like, it's what, four and a bit clicks. It's not one of the longest ones. No. And they move around at an insane speed. I guess we can kind of talk about where we think the teams will come in a little bit. I've separated the 10 teams into the top pack, the mid pack, and the, the, tail enders for this weekend and i think the teams that we're going to see will do well aren't going to be a shocking whatsoever so i put red bull there it's their home race that that's where they do really well (laughs) it's a track that's designed for them yeah they love it there i've got ferrari there of course they're quick i this is in no particular order either these are the teams that i think are out in front competing for the win mercedes no surprise and also Alpine. I put Alpine contending in there because what we saw with Fernando is that car's right there and able to go toe-to-toes with them. So if he can get a good qualifying, if Ocon can sneak up the grid a little bit, I think they'll be able to take a place or two because they do have the fastest car as well. And if they get the setup right, they're going to be there. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do here. Yeah. Do you agree with the, the, the top the group? Yeah. Yeah, you happy with that? So for the right, middle pack... McLaren is probably shortly after that, but they're just not... Alpine is it seemed like their L plan is working better than they've definitely pulled a gap ahead. Yeah, yeah, they've def they've definitely pushed the top of that pack. And I d- I don't think the McLaren is suited for this track. No, and that's why I've kind of put them. They're actually what I put down as like the bottom of the mid group for yeah. this week, just because even Alpha Romeo, I reckon. Well, yeah, I've got Haas, Alpha Romeo, and Alpha Tauri. 
yeah. as the guys who are going to be coming in next points. Alpha Tower is the one I'm like, yeah, look, they're in there because I just think they're better than the others, but yeah. I don't think we'll see anything particularly good. Haas, yes. I think this will suit them, yeah. I think they can do well here. Um, we know what they're like in qualifying. Yeah. And K-Mag, I mean, Mick will depend on how he goes defending, but the car's pretty quick. And yeah, I know the double points that they got from Silverstone were circumstantial more than anything else. But if that car's, if they can do well in that qualifying, I can't see a reason why they can't scrape together another point or two. Yeah, I can't guarantee them for points, but I reckon they're fighting for points. I'd say so too. Alfa Romeo, yes. It's, It's possibly the best car in that group at the moment but this circuit it will have some of its struggles with its high speed corner stability yeah. I think it's got one of the best driver, like best drivers in that mid pack as yeah, well yeah VB and like Jaguan Yu is doing like we're on this show we're both probably his biggest fans and yeah. supporters of like the talent this guy has got like yeah he's looking quite good and this is a good track to race on yeah. show us what you got yep yeah, he's showing us He's shown me enough to warrant his place and also next year already. Yeah. Um, it, it's mainly the team that needs to kind of get to grips with its reliability to really give us that take on to the actually kid. get a double finish. Like, not yeah. yeah, just not a DNF. Yeah, to get double points finishes really. And a regular double points finish, you can string one or two of those together, maybe even three in a row. That's how you know you're like, okay, we're really where we want to be as a team. I've also got, oh, yeah, I said that. Uh, Haas there, we spoke about Alfa Romeo. Alfa Tauri, yeah, possibly. Poss- possibly. We'll see we're how they go. S- we're hopeful every weekend and they, they never really perform as well as we say. Yeah, so I, ju- I just genuinely don't know with them anymore. And same with McLaren. Like, I've put McLaren there, but it wouldn't surprise me if Finan- if um Lando Norris sneaks up. Yeah, but they're, they're just flopping some. But the car still, there. I don't think, is great. They're just no. not, yeah. They, that, and this is about teams too. So like, both drivers would need to be putting together good results for me to yeah. pop him in the top pack. And Danny's just not gotten to grips with the car, and the car's not developing for him. And it's just it's not good at the moment. Lando's doing absolutely what you'd expect from a car that is as good enough for fifth or sixth place. Yeah, he's getting fifth or sixth place. <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom though, I have Williams and Aston Martin. Aston Martin, I. I just don't know. I don't. Maybe Vettel, just because they have a green bull. <laughs> yeah, look. Might be fast on the straight. They do have the green bull. It's It's got some promise there. I think well, the biggest limiting thing that's happening at Aston this year when it comes to Seb's pace is they're just really erratic with their setups. Some weekends they give him a setup and he absolutely pumps through with it. And other weekends when the setup's not there, the car's not good enough to get away with a non-perfect setup. And with this, it, there's only two free practices this weekend. Because there's a sprint. Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to play in their favour. I don't know. Or they might walk in and put together the perfect setup and get super lucky. And he'll have another blind over a weekend. But it's they're, just they're too irregular. They, they're they not one of those lucky teams we talk about. No, they're really not. And, then, you know, like, Stroll's practices also aren't developing a really good racing culture. We That's the team you hear that's not the happiest most of the yeah. time. Also down there's Williams. Unless those upgrades, they get <laughs> they get <laughs> a set of upgrades on the car and they turn out to be really quick. Imagine if they were really quick and they just crashed them all out. Like they, they put so much money into it, 
that they could only afford one. That's how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work in the qualifying. Oh, yeah, but that was circumstantial too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But they're still, they're still the bottom of the grid for me at yeah. the moment. One um, of them will come last. I'd yeah, possibly. And If I can get a point for, <laughs> for put Latifi last. Yeah, look, <laughs> chances are him. There's a couple. Him, Stroll. Every now and then you get someone else in there. But it's normally one of those guys. Any other thoughts you have for the upcoming race? I think it's just going to be... It's a, it's a weekend I look forward to every year when we talk about racing. I think so, yeah. Um, I love the years where we did two there. I thought that was great. <laughs> I'd be happy to see it done twice every year. I just think it, it's such a... Is it is it Max's home? Is it like no, he's Zandvoort up in the Netherlands. Oh, so in, but Netherlands isn't this year? Are they going this year? Yeah, they're going there this year. Okay. It's always, yeah, Zandvoort's pretty good because it's got the bank corners, but Austria is just... I just love it, man. It's such a it's such a fun race for me. Yeah, go track. Yeah, if you haven't played on the sim, jump onto it. Jump on. It's fun to race on. It's the best one to get your eye in, in the game yeah. too. Shall we do a quick run through the top five? We don't have Andy or Dave's top fives, no. but they're going to release them on social media anyway. So yeah. you'll be able to find out if you're interested in following where they're kept. But Riso, out of fairness, as this room's championship leader, <laughs> you can go first. <laughs> Who I'm, you got? I'm not the championship leader. No, no, that's what I mean. As the championship <laughs> leader, me, you can go first. <laughs> I'm thinking we're probably going to get a, a Red Bull double finish. Yeah, I'm right. calling it. Perez first. No. <laughs> go for me. Max first. Yep. Perez second. Yep. Charles is going to be fine back and hungry. Yep. He'll come third. I'm putting Hamilton as fourth. Yeah, okay. And signs is fifth. All right. We've gone slightly different, but we are similar. So I went for this week. Max and Checo out front. I think one, two, home race. This is this is the track that should just suit them perfectly. And as long as nothing mechanical goes wrong, I think they'll be there. I've then just gone Charles and Signs back to back. Charles is hungry and annoyed, so he's going to be nice and quick. Signs is coming off the motivation there. The Ferrari is a quick car. They're going to be in the top couple anyway. I'm just putting them next to each other, hoping I can snag some points. And in fifth place, I've gone for Russell. Russell over Hamilton. Yeah, I mean... I like it, just because I might get a point. Maybe. Maybe two. I got heaps this weekend. <laughs> you got Compared to you. You got four more than me. That's heaps. It is heaps, but... It's heaps. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. A 400% back. lead increase. Four points. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I was so happy for Perez and so so upset at the same time. Yeah, look, it was just something. <laughs> and also, Checo and uh, Hamilton's dad, like, hugging next to the podium <laughs> yeah. and just being, like, the absolute <laughs> proudest dad power couple I've ever seen in sport. Like, that it was just, it, you watch those things and you're like, man, that's just nice to see. Yeah. It was a it was good podium because I don't think we touched on signs of how... His first win in oh, F1. Oh, true. We, I don't think we did. We spoke about his race. We didn't really yeah. celebrate him that much. No. And but congratulations. Yeah, 150 oh. start. Gets the pole. Snags the win. Huge. Huge. By defying his team and being like, I'm not going to sacrifice myself. Like I'm going to get this. Yep. Dude, absolutely did well. Get one in you. Yep. Get that going. And look, he may never be have a genuine shot at a championship. But I tell you what, it's nice to get those results under your belt and like just get that gratification for being like, you know what, I can do it. I can. Yeah. And he's, he said it. after the race, like his first win in F two was that was at Silverstone, Silverstone, and like yeah, first pole, first win. Yeah. His first F one win a few years later. 
first pole, first win, and it's yeah, no, it's just great. To see. It it it's made that track enjoyable track for him. Yeah, like if he yeah if he picked a track, I reckon he would have picked that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So. Oh, and I don't think we picked on Mercedes. I reckon they're coming back. Like they got fastest lap. They did snag it, didn't they? Right at the they end. They snagged there. it right at the end. They did. Oh well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this little bit of a mix around episode. We're going to be back to hopefully normal scheduling after the Austrian Grand Prix, which means the review will come out Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the preview will come out Thursday. Because oh no, we're going into season break after that, aren't we? Are we? Or we're going to another double header. I can't remember. I don't think it's important. But if you haven't already <laughs> and you want to, please reach out to us on social media. Everywhere we're at Formula Bums, except for Twitter, which we're at Bums Formula. I don't know how good the time's going to be in Austria. We might get out live to it. We have a lot of fun when yeah. we jump on it's Twitter and hang out with bad, everybody. It's 11 o'clock at night for us. Yeah, so then if that's the case, we'll probably be live tweeting. And yeah, if you haven't, leave us a like or a review or a share somewhere because it really, really... And if you haven't yet, please give us a like or a review on whatever service you're listening on. It means a lot to us and it helps us grow just a little bit bigger. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.